0: This is a mini with Mari. Hello, friends! Welcome to another episode of um, Manifesting Me. I'm a manifester. I manifest shit. And so are you. You're also a manifester. You're manifesting everything in your life, whether you know it or not. Um yeah, that's a hard pill to swallow, especially if you look at your life and says like my life is shit. Uh yeah, that's manifested. Um <clears throat> So yeah, that's a hard pill to swallow. That's something I haven't dealt with yet because it's like it's easy for me to say I manifested everything in this life um, because I'm very privileged. I am a quote-unquote model minority. Um, I don't know why I said it like that. Um, <clears throat> uh, you know, I, I grew up privileged in the fact that I had, um, a, a mother and father who worked very hard, um, in their lives in order for me to have, <clears throat> the experience of never lacking in abundance I never lacked in love I never lacked in money never lacked in a home I was very in a car I was very lucky I am very lucky I'm very blessed and uh, there are people in this life who don't have that experience didn't have that experience and um you know you can't walk up to those people and be like you're manifesting this shit like Because, like, on a soul level, I believe that we're all attracted to a certain soul's journey that we live out in order to fulfill some kind of karma, and karma isn't a punishment, karma is a lesson, um... But, you know, that that means you should, you know, that all of that makes sense when you believe in it. And I'm not about to walk up to a homeless person asking me for change and be like, well, you know, you manifested this life for yourself. Um, yeah, that insensitive, that is um, spiritual bypassing. Um, <clears throat> because let's be honest, there's a lot of things that are happening in this world that are kind of like out of our control, right? Like, um, there is extreme poverty and it's not good. I don't know why we have it. It makes no sense to me. But and then we have extreme hoarding wealth um which that also doesn't make sense to me. Um <clears throat> so what am I saying? At the end of the day, you are just in control of your immediate choices that happen in your life and the first thing that you're in control of are your thoughts and your perception right um because the material um things in life they don't really define um your existence At least I I don't think they do. Like, some people really adhere to the whole, I have a lot of money, that means I'm successful. Or, I don't have a lot of money, I don't have a lot of things. That means I'm a failure. Um, Yeah, that's one way, that's one narrative to live your life and existence by. Which, you know, I go in and out of because I'm still learning and growing. I'm a motherfucking toddler. In the grand scheme of this whole living consciousness, um, but also at the same time, it's like at the end of the day, like none of that, uh, none of that really matters in the grand scheme of things. When there are people who lack—I don't want to say lack—well, they don't, they don't have access to a certain amount of monetary wealth, um, but they're still living in abundance and living in joy in what they have. And and <clears throat> although they don't have access to certain material things, um, they find joy and abundance in different ways and they, they have happiness. Whereas there are people who hoard all this wealth, who grew up in uh, a home that they'll they'll never experience what it's like to not live off of less than 100k a year, um, or 500k a year, or a bit, you know, there's, there, there, there are people out there who will just never experience having a job, like, they'll never experience, you know, uh, lack in money, um, But they're still, like, miserable for some reason. And and what they have is just not enough. So they use that money in order to fill whatever hole they have inside of them because they feel like the money is the definition of happiness. Like, the money creates the happiness. When it's like, I don't know, I'm starting to learn that the happiness creates happiness and then the money is just the thing that... That's easier to gain when you're already happy. I don't know. These are things, listen, I'm still figuring this shit out. I'm, like I said, I'm a flailing child. Um, What am I even saying today? Today I wanted to talk about duality, but then I was like, what really do I know about duality? I'm, I'm not a specialist here. I'm just somebody who's talking just talking, and just talking it out, trying to figure it out, and trying to find other people who are trying to figure it out too, so maybe we can figure this out together, so getting into this, um, there is somebody who reached out to me, who I guess is also on this, you know, journey, the soul's journey that we're all on, this experiencing this uh, 3D world, Um, is a follower, I don't want to drop their name, because I don't really know them, and I don't want them to feel like, oh, you dropped my name. Who do you think you are? But uh, if you listen to this, you know who you are. Um, They reached out to me, they messaged me, and they left me this really cool voice message. And, um, you know, there was one thing this person said, and they said, um, we all bleed and die the same. And that really resonated with me, especially in the terms of like, um, <clears throat> us separating ourselves in wealth. The, or they also talked about like the division that that exists in our world and in our community, um, and that's what what made me think about the duality, right? Because I think the division exists because of the duality that exists in this world, right? Brothers created duality that we as humans uh, con- constructed. Or it's duality that naturally exists in this world. And in order for us to compartmentalize it, um, <clears throat> we, we, uh, define our world within the realms of this duality, right? So, um, like one thing I want to, like the good and bad, right? That is a big du- duality that I think good and bad is a human construct, um, I think actions aren't innately good or bad. I think they could have good or bad effects. Um, I do the good or bad thing is really hard. Like I was talking to one of my friends about like uh, about stripping, right? Cause I was like, I would totally strip, but I don't know if I would have the balls to that, like some there were badass bitches up there on that stage and they really have like the the, the ovarian fortitude um, to, to get up there and dance, and, um, it takes a lot of confidence, it takes a lot of, uh, self-security, um, that I don't know if I have right now, um, but yeah, he was, uh, the the, my friend who I was talking to, he was, like, he basically said, like, stripping is not a good thing, and it's, like, uh, I don't, I don't know, like, I think there are people who strip because, um, I don't want to say shit, but, you know, who dance um, because that they feel like they have no other choice. Um, It's more out of desperation. But then I do know people who dance and they're like, yeah, I could stop dancing whenever I want, but I enjoy this. Like, I enjoy dancing. I enjoy making money. And, you know, whatever the cons come with it, like, I'm okay. Like We were talking about how either way it's exploitive, right? When you're um I feel like either way when you're making money, whether it's working a 9 to 5, whether it's, you know, sex work, whether it's um <clears throat> you know, creating a business, at at one point you're going to be exploitive, either exploiting yourself or exploiting somebody else, right? And um I think that decision is unique for everyone and I think there's no really good or bad decision. Um, but I do think that there are each decision has both negative and positives that each person should weigh out and really think about the impact they're having on themselves and the impact that they're having on the world around them, right? Um, <clears throat> and and here's the thing, we're we're all toddlers just like flailing around. Like at the end of the day, I don't think anyone really knows exactly. What. Is right and wrong, I think we're all just kind of figuring it out as we go and, you know, we're getting things wrong, but also we're getting things right, but also wrong and right are unique to everyone in their own personal situation, right? Um, And there are some rights and wrongs that we can agree with and some rights and wrongs that we can't agree with uh, on as a global or national or whatever kind of community we're in. And um, going back to duality, um, I think our attachment to that, whichever side of that dualistic line um, is really what creates separation like we start really defining ourselves and adhering to whatever good or bad male or female um right and wrong um and then we start defining ourselves and defining other people based upon those they're basically judgments right um and I think therein lies the the separation, because once we start defining ourselves and once we start um, adhering ourselves to these to one side or another side, we forget that everything like everything has both sides encompassed into it. Like duality exists within everything. It's not that duality exists and you have to pick one or the other. It's like duality exists and it's part of this whole experience. Like you're not always going to be happy. You're not always going to be sad. But happy and sad are two sides of the same coin. Like I think we forget that like we try to separate like and like split the coin apart when we can't. Like it is this existence is multifaceted, this existence is, um, all-encompassing. And I think that once we start understanding the oneness, um, the separation will start getting smaller. Um, you know, and I think there are people out there who, like, champion for the separation, like, Boys must be boys, and women must be women. And if you have these parts, you have to be this. And if you have these parts, you have to be that. And it's just like ah, that. That doesn't. That's a human construct, right? The gender thing. Um. You know, I, I certainly believe that there are like masculine and feminine energies, but like I even don't like the idea of masculine and feminine because that is so ingrained in our human definitions of male and female when masculine and feminine have nothing to do with gender. Like, you could have a, a... I don't know. I feel like masculine and feminine are just, like, ingredients to a whole larger cocktail that is neither one or, or another, right? And, um... Going back, once we realize that, um, once we realize that everything is everything, <laughs> I hate saying that, it sounds so st- everything is everything, it's like a high thought that I've had before. I'm sober now, I usually do these ripped on something, um, I haven't been ingesting as much marijuana as usual, um... Which has given me some, a different form of clarity. Um, but what am I saying? Once we realize that um, everything in our lives is all encompassing, that 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 there is this oneness, and I think we—that's what we forget. Like it's so easy to point out the differences, right? It's so easy to say well I do this one way and you do this I look like this you look like that here are the differences between that and I think it's good to look at the differences because they're there we need to be aware of that but then also like realize the oneness of it like like for example like when people say I don't see color <sighs> Listen, I've said that in my life before. I will admit that. I've ignorantly said that in my life where I'm like, I don't see color. I see the person as the person. And it's like, well, then you're not taking into account what their experience in colorism, what their experience as a brown person, as a, you know, as a person of color has in this world where people define themselves and define others through differences, right? Like, if you say, like, oh, I don't see color, then you're disregarding a whole part and a whole, um, a a whole part of another person's existence, especially in a world where, unfortunately, we use the, the, our ethnicities and color of our skin in order to, um, define ourselves and define other people, right? Um, And I don't know, even with that, it's not really unfortunately, like, I think it's really great that, like, yeah, there's a community of people out there with, um, because of their skin color, they've created a community, whether it's, you know, Filipino people, whether it's black people, whether it's brown people, whether it's, you know, the the color of their skin has created this, um... you know you create that that's a similarity you find in other people where um you can share certain experiences that you've had and understand each other um God I'm really talking about race right now. I am not one to talk about race. This is not it. Um, I am not fully equipped for this these are These are ideas that that I've been you know thinking about and also struggling with as well um from the lens of my own personal experience and you know I'm trying my best to learn I'm trying my best to be better um but yeah, so going back the whole um I don't see color. It's like, then you're disregarding a whole part of somebody's, like, experience. Like, yes, the differences are there. And I hate when people say, well, don't look at the differences. We need to look at the differences. We need to understand that, like, because of our differences, we are treated differently, sadly. That's the sad part. It's that... Because of the differences, we are treated differently. And that's the sad part, right? But I I wish we could live in this world where it's like, okay, here are the differences. Here are the experiences we're having because of these differences. Now, what can we do to create more equity rather than more division, right? Um, And I think there are people who, you know, are adhering to this whole idea of, Excuse me. Well, it's mostly white supremacy, right? Ooh, big word, white supremacy. Oh my gosh! All my light, all my, all my light skin friends, all my white friends, ready to pucker up your assholes because I'm bringing up this word that Ooh, you're using my color, but you're using this supremacy part, and I don't think I'm one of them, and you're probably not, right? You're probably not a white supremacist. (laughs) I hope if you're listening to this, you're not a white supremacist. If you're a white supremacist and you're listening to this, I need you to really go explore yourself and explore how you define and look at your life, because I don't think that's working out for you or anybody else in this world. Um, Actually, it's working out for you in some way, shape or form. But at the end of the day, I really think it isn't. Um, What was I talking about? white supremacy um yeah I think it's just people who are really adhering to um the social norms that white supremacy has created in order to create capitalism right um and unfortunately white supremacy does not take into consideration the fact that you know, like, like the person who, who left the voicemail to me, we all bleed and die the same way, but unfortunately we all don't live the same way, and that's what this, you know, whatever this hierarchy that the narrative has created, like, that, that's, therein lies the problem. Yeah, we all bleed and die the same way, but we all don't live the same way, right? And I think that's, that's this, um, there's this idea that we we need to live the same way in some way shape or form like there's this good and bad way there's a duality again this good way to live and this bad way to live and it's a good the good way to live is you know i think there are lots of things we can agree with and i think there are lots of things we can disagree with and i think at the end of the day we need to realize that good and bad are subjective good you know right and wrong are subjective and You know, I think we can all generally as human beings come to a consensus on, you know, what we agree on, you know, but also it's like once it comes to the nitty gritty details, it's like... Mm -hmm. I think, you know, like the idea of you have to get married by this time, you know, you have to go to college. Once you're out of college, you have to find a job. Once you find a job, you stable job, you have to find a partner. And then once you find that partner, you guys have to f- buy a house. And once you buy that house, you have to have a kid. And once you have a kid, you have to have another kid. And then you have to buy cars and all this da 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 da. And it's like living out this whole American dream or capitalist dream that, um, success is somehow defined by and uh I don't know I don't I don't think that I think when it comes to success like those are uh, that's a different for everyone like how you know everyone has different love languages I think everyone has different success languages right Uh, I think success um can be seen in different ways I think success is defined differently for different people um some people see success in their monetary gain cool. That's one way. I I'm trying really hard not to judge that just because I understand I'm only judging it because I don't have that because if I had if I felt if I ga- if I had a lot of success through monetary gain like I'd be like, "Yeah, that's the best way to feel successful." Um but you know, and I think some people find success in having a family. I think some people find success in having a job. I think some people have, find success in, in their own personal journey and their own personal growth as an individual. Um, and I think, you know, going back, I think we, we sometimes do get stuck on like this kind of projection. Like we think, what's right for us is right for somebody else um it's like uh, so I was driving down the the turnpike the other day and i see these billboards where it's like uh, the, god is the truth Creation, the creation started with god and, and you know all these things saying that like like there's this phone number where it's like truth is like in the phone number and it's like that's your truth. That's a truth that you're choosing to adhere to which helps you grapple with this chaotic existence that we live in. And I think we all have different truths and I think the moment we start forcing our truth onto somebody else or the moment we start stop realizing that there are different truths for different people like therein lies the the division right i think we can all have different truths and be like okay like you're this is your truth and this is my truth but we can still work together and i think we can still work you know in tandem in in seeing where our truth like where the venn diagram kind of crosses right like for example like uh there's somebody uh, i was talking to a few friends and they're like oh you would really like this guy i don't know what his name tom maybe his name is tom sorry they were like oh you would like this guy tom like it was this couple who i know like uh i'm oh, i was melissa you we interviewed her so i was talking to melissa <coughs> sorry i'm dying We're all slowly dying. Um, I was talking to Melissa and her and and her friend. Yeah, I guess he's her friend too, but he's also her husband. Melissa and her husband Andy, and Andy was like, oh, there's this guy Tom. I think Mari would love Tom, or would really like Tom. And then Melissa was like, would she? Like, he's very christian and he's very he thinks the earth is flat and i'm like oh i don't know if i would like that (laughs) um that's very much different from what i believe in and he's like yeah but he's a really nice guy and this and that yeah those things are problematic yeah 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 but he's nice and like i i i really respect the people who are like okay i see things differently but In this event diagram of this world, we do have things that overlap. Like, even though you think the earth is flat, again, trying not to judge, but also in honesty, I'm really judging. Um, Even though you think the earth is flat, there's also a part of your thinking process where you think, you know, everybody deserves um, to, to live in peace everyone deserves to be respected everyone deserves to be loved and cared for you know and I think there are some things where it's like you know people don't deserve to be murdered you know people don't deserve to be killed people don't deserve people shouldn't get robbed you know and I think there are times you know and those are the things we like I think those are things we should really focus on Um, understand that there are differences in thinking because of the way we've been raised, the way you know what we've been through, our trauma, and this and that. But then there, there, are, there are these similarities that we should really explore more, right? Like I think about the 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 what are, people are like the bull the the insurgents the 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 the, the protests the whatever the fuck happened on June sixth June. Fuck you. January sixth at the Capitol building in, in, in America. Like that shit was wild. I remember um I was living with my mom at the time and I don't watch mainstream news. I get clipped here and there. I see what's on. You know, I have news outlets on my phone and this and that, but like I don't like to watch the news because I'm like huh, there's just narratives upon narratives that are just being spun and it's just a lot for me. I remember watching, like, some of the live footage that was happening, and I was just like, all of these people are scared, right? And and I guess herein lies my level of empathy. I was like, wow, like, these people are so scared and angry that they're doing this thing crazy act. And, and, um, this is gonna, listen, this is gonna sound fucking weird, but I really, um, empathized with that feeling of anger, that feeling of confusion, that feeling of, I feel lost, my whole reality is being pulled up from under me, whatever I knew, what I held on to in order to make sense in the world is crumbling around me, and, um, <clears throat> you know, for them, it was like the government is to blame for it, um, and I think that anger was really weaponized by, by Donald Trump, by this one person, and the, the team behind him, um, which allowed that travesty to happen and on top of that you know just the general white supremacy that exists in the in in america like if it it was a bunch of brown people coming for the Capitol, like you knew they wouldn't be able to get in what Um, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, I empathize with that group of people for just a bit, right? Like, okay, I feel in it, but just because you empathize with someone doesn't mean what they're doing is okay. Like, that wasn't okay. Like, hey, I hear your anger. I get it. Like, and I think that's like, there's this Venn diagram with like, for example, like, oh, this is going to be, this is controversial, immediately loses all of her listenership. I think there's this really strange Venn diagram that exists between the Black Lives Matter movement, um, the people who, you know, are here to champion and make space for um, BIPOC voices and Asian American voices and, you know, everyone who's been marginalized. I think there's this Venn diagram between, you know, that this group of people who I adhere with and the, the group of racist white supremacists who support Donald Trump um, <clears throat> I think there's this Venn diagram where in the middle they want to feel safe they want to know that their government is protecting them um, and they don't want their, their natural freedoms and rights taken away from them but I you know where, where, where the, the Venn diagram ends for me is just the fact that I think a lot of the people who chose to participate and support, um, the insurrection that happened on June 6th is that, um, I, I just think it's just fully, it was very egotistical and misguided, um, In the sense that I feel like a lot of those people were fighting for rights that they felt like they were losing because other people were gaining rights. And therein lies my problem with that, right? Because I think that, like... Just because one person gains freedom doesn't mean somebody else doesn't. That that doesn't mean somebody else's freedom is taken away, right? And if you mean, like, your freedom to discriminate, that's not a freedom that (laughs) you should probably be exercising at this moment, maybe, you know? Um. I'm really tackling a lot of really deep and heavy multifaceted things, and i'm I'm not doing it that well right now. Um, this is mostly just me kind of figuring things out and 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 talking it out and <clears throat> I don't know. if you're listening to this and you have a lot of really hard feelings about this, like please message me, like email me, hit me up on i g um, What's it called? Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm also struggling a lot with this because like I have, I, you know, I recognize that I've <clears throat> benefited a lot from white supremacy being an Asian American in a white in a, in a white area suburb that I live in, you know, like I've gotten away with a lot of bullshit that I shouldn't have and I wouldn't have if I said it in <clears throat> 2021 with everybody's phones recording, you know, Um, if you look back on my Facebook, there's probably, there's definitely going to be problematic shit. I said as an ignorant, you know, college or teenager, you know, college person or teenager or even middle schooler, you know. Um, and I think, uh, you know, a lot of anger comes from the fact that, you know, people are being called out on their bullshit and, naturally I think there's this natural where or it's like well I can't be wrong that's just everything I know where I've said that you know I've sincerely said that before to people and and you know the loving caring patient people in my life have been like yeah cool but there's more than what you know like why don't you approach life with this playful curiosity, and think, you know, maybe everything I know <clears throat> isn't the end-all, be-all. And let me see what another perspective can, can, can. What other perspectives can help me? What other perspectives can give to <clears throat> my own? personal experience and understanding in this world so I know how to better conduct myself in this global community we live in, right? Because at the end of the day, there are other humans in this world. And, um, you know, as much as you, you do need to, like, take care of yourself first, fill your own cup, put on your own mask, you know, there's a certain level of empathy and understanding that we should have for the other people around us, and that's that's another you know hard pill to swallow and easier said and done kind of thing, right? How much empathy can you give a racist? How much empathy can you give a misogynist? How much empathy can you give a homophobe? Especially they're so open and so um, aggressive about their stance. You know, you can only give so much. Um, And I think that um, a lot of the, the, the division comes from fear. I think a lot of the division comes from a lack of understanding and also a lack of I was going to say it, I hate saying this, but it really is, I think it's really a lack of love, you know, I think it's this lack of, um, a lot of times people scream because they feel like they're not being heard, and I've definitely been that person before, and I can be that person where I scream when I feel like I'm not being heard, and, you know, I think there are times where it's just people just need to be heard, but then also have somebody in their corner to say, "Wow, I hear you," but also, you need to hear this, right? I think we 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 forget that this is tra- the this is in a way a, a transactional conversation where, yeah, I want to hear you, but then you also have to hear me and whether we come and i think in those conversations is trying to find where in our venn diagram do we have the where where does our venn diagram overlap right like the i understand that you know i have a lot of i don't have a lot of friends i know a lot of people who are very religious, very God-loving, Christian, Catholic, whatever people. And um, rather than me be, you know, going, what you think isn't the truth, what you think is just a storybook, it's just a lie, this is just that, da-da-da-da-da. It's just another way to promote right supremacy and da-da-da-da-da. You know, there's so many things, I think, right? But at the end of the day, it's not my job to to project my own thoughts and feelings on somebody else it's my job to i personally think for me it's my job for me to find where the similarities are right like i remember i had a a good friend from an old job who um was a, a very christian person and we didn't agree on a lot of things but we we did agree on was that people deserve to be loved people deserve to be respected and um you know, I think these are different paths to get to the same place, and I think that's kind of what makes this world kind of wonderful, is that the fact that we do have differences, and we do have these different experiences, and, you know, this is, this is, this is like a big experiment, you know, when a lot of people are like, I think the aliens are, you know, are are there aliens? I'm not going to get into aliens today. I can't do that for us. We dug into a lot of deep shit. This is already 40 minutes. Um, I don't even know if I made sense in any of this. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, long story short. Um, you know, we're all here on this earth for for some reason, or maybe it's just to exist, you know, for me personally, if I'm existing here in this world with other people, like, I would love to to have that filled with as much love and joy and the least amount of anger and hate as possible, and um, in order to do that, that's unique for everybody, right, you have to have a certain amount of boundaries, you have to have a certain amount of, like, introspection, depending on who you are, And your personal experiences. And I think, you know, the the whole idea of just having this Venn diagram where, you know, I see your differences. um, I hear your differences. But um, I also recognize where we're similar. And I think once we find the similarities, then we could start building toward, okay, so now... How can we make this work for both of us? And I think in order to make it work, you need to let go of the attachments you have from the differences that we have. Right. Does that make sense? And and that's hard because a lot of the times we are attached to things and it becomes part of our identity. And then it's just like you're, you are you know, you're really questioning your identity, you know. Um, that's hard. That's hard. It's really hard to really look at your life and kind of, re- I don't want to say, maybe redefine it, restructure it. Or just give yourself the opportunity to think, wow, maybe what I've been doing has been wrong or misguided, you know. And I think it's safe to look at that, has it been wrong or misguided? And then you look at it, you could be like, no, it hasn't. Well, it's just part of your journey, I guess. This was a really hard episode. This was crazy. The uh, Thank you to the, the follower that I have on IG who sent me that voicemail message. It was amazing. This is what came out of it. Um, I don't. I've definitely said problematic shit. If I said something and it sparked something in you, email me, um, manifestingmari at gmail.com. Message me on IG, um, manifesting underscore Mari. Um, I, I created an OnlyFans. I think it's just manifesting Mari. Um, there's no content on there right now because I'm not sure if I want to show my titties or not. Right? <laughs> like, a lot of people are like, girl, just go do it. Make that money. Make that coin. But, you know, it's like that whole, the the, the certain um, ovarian fortitude. So I'm saying ovarian fortitude, right? I had a teacher who would say testicular fortitude, which means like, do you have the balls to do it, right? But it's like, I don't have balls. I have ovaries. So it's like, do I have the ovarian fortitude to actually like put myself out there? I don't. It's a big thing, right? It's a really big decision to make, Um but yeah, the OnlyFans is there. I will be creating content soon. Um, it's just refining all of that. Um, so keep an eye out. Um, I don't think I'm gonna show my titties, as much as I love them, and I much as think you would love them. Um, you know, I just don't know if that's part of this journey in this life right now, um, or maybe I will show them, and it'll I'll charge like one month rent for you to see my titties and someone will pay for it at least my rent is taken care of right um i just don't i don't have that much shame um maybe that's a problem uh what else yeah so if if this brought a rise up in you let's have a conversation let's talk let's let's find out what parts of our venn diagram are different what parts of our venn diagram overlap like i let's go let's do this shit um okay i'm gonna stop talking thank you so much for listening to me for another week another rambling i'm definitely not gonna edit this because fuck it who cares um yeah instagram manifesting underscore mari tiktok instagram uh, manifesting underscore mari um fat life and yeah that's some of my you know kind of ooh stuff that's like that's my multifaceted part of myself that i want to express um Because that's definitely a part of me. We could, maybe we'll get into that next week. Shut up, Mari. Stop talking. You need to clean your house. I love you. Thank you for listening. You guys are great. Okay, goodbye. Thanks for listening to A Mini with Mari.